sing Tremble this morning. If you'd like to stand as we sing. <coughs>
say we need that boy you've got to turn him loose we, we've got to have him here with us <laughs> Philippians chapter 4 
Philippians chapter 4 and verse 9 will be our scripture for the day. Philippians 4 and 9. Apostle Paul wrote these words. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. In my lifetime, I've learned some valuable lessons. Let me name some of those lessons that I've learned. Maybe you've learned some of these lessons also. I learned how to read. Man, I, I'm glad I can read. I learned how to write. Now, does it mean that you can read my writing? Uh, if I if I really send you something written, it will probably be printed because if I write it, you probably will not understand it because some days I don't understand what I have written in cursive when I go back and look at it. I, I, I learned what work ethic is. I learned about family love, construction skills, computer skills, and, and gardening to name just a few of the areas. Now, some of these lessons that I learned, I learned by being taught. When it came to, to writing, I remember as a young boy of four and five years old that my mom would take a piece of paper and a pencil, and she would put dots on the page to symbolize a letter, especially my, my name. She would put dots that when I would draw through those dots, it would connect them and make a letter. And so she taught me how to write my name before I ever, or to print my name before I ever got to school. And so I, I learned how to do that by being taught. I learned how to read by being taught. Uh, being able to read, you don't just naturally do. Someone has to teach you to do that. But then some things I, I learned by trial and error. Uh, not everything that I've learned in life has come from someone teaching me. Some of what I know came about by trial and error in construction work. Does this work? No, that doesn't really work. I better try it this way. Does that work? Well, maybe that doesn't work either. And when it comes to cooking barbecue, when I first started out 25 years ago cooking barbecue, it'd be like, did this work? No, not really. Did this work? Well, it was a little bit better, but it still wasn't very good. Some of those first times of cooking barbecue, y'all would not have wanted to eat because it was tough. It, it was not very good. So, so I learned from trial and error in some ways of what I was doing. When, when I first started with computers, trust me, trial and error. I would try it. It would beep at me that said, wrong, dummy. That is not the right way to do this. I would try something else, and it'd beep again, wrong. And so I had to try a different way. And so through trial and error, I, I learned how to do that. And, and then other lessons that I've learned did not come from somebody teaching me. It did not come from trial and error, but it came by example of watching others. That work ethic I talked about, I was not taught a work ethic. I didn't get a work ethic from trial and error. My work ethic came from the fact of watching my mom and dad and the example that they set. Watching them work nonstop 
doing what had to be done to provide for the family and take care of the family. I watched their work ethic even when they were in their 60s and 70s and 80s. I, I watched their work ethic as to what they were still doing. Dad was still on a tractor plowing at the age of 85. He was still growing produce to sell to produce stands and small grocery stores in the area. So I, I've learned about my work ethic just from watching them and what they were doing. And when it comes to construction work, a lot of that I learned also by watching um, my, my brother-in-law at that time, I worked with him, and I learned by watching him and what he did. And, and so from all of those years of doing all of that, then I, I have some skills today that I can use and try to use even here at the church. So I learned a lot of lessons, and those lessons have come to me in various ways. Well, for new believers, there's a lot for them to learn. Their lessons for a new just like there were lessons for me to learn from an early age and I'm still learning at the age of 68 I, I I still got a lot of room to learn a lot of things amen I just don't know it all uh I'd like to think I do and then something can come up and it's like no I don't know Rhonda say what about so and so I I don't know and she'll look at me like really I don't know so just like I had to learn then and still today. Believers are the same way, especially new believers. And new believers are often going to learn these lessons in the very same way that I did. That they're going to learn by being taught. A lot of lessons for believers are taught in Sunday school classes, small groups. Uh, used to be in church training. It's taught in, in worship services through preaching. Uh, the, the new believers, the young believers, they are being taught and they learn. And sometimes the believer will learn by trial and error. Just because we get saved does not mean that we are spiritually mature. When we get saved, we are a babe in Christ. And being that babe in Christ, we may still do some really dumb things. And it takes trial and error. We try something, it's an error, and God slaps our hand and says, don't do it again. So that's the, the trial and error for a believer. But believers also learn by examples. That they learn by watching other believers, especially older believers, more seasoned believers, more mature believers, that they watch them and they, they learn from them. And, and that's what I want to focus on today is the fact that we as believers are to be examples for others. That, that's what the Apostle Paul is talking about here in verse 9. When he says, when you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, all, all of this, practice these things. Pa Paul is saying, I am a worthy example for you to follow. And so that's what I want to share with you about this morning is being a worthy example are we a worthy example? If we're not, we should be. And there are just two simple points I want to make this morning about being a worthy example. The first one is this. Paul gives a command in verse 9, the first part of it. Look at what his command is. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things he, he is commanding other believers to examine his life 
to watch what he has done, what he is doing. He, he is saying, watch me and practice what you see in me. This word practice in the King James Version, the word do is used. And whether it's the word practice or the word do, it, it carries the very same sense, the sense of exactness. Practice what I have done. Do what I have done. In the world of sports, an athlete, whether they're playing football or basketball or baseball, tennis, golf, whatever it is, that they will have a coach. And that coach will say, this is how I want you to hit the ball. This is how I want you to throw the ball. This is how I want you to slide into the, uh, the plate. This is how I want you to play this shot. And that coach will show that player how he wants it done. And then that player is told to do what? To practice that which has been shown to them. And in that word practice comes this same idea, a sense of exactness. The coach doesn't say do it this way just so the player can go and do it a different way. The coach is saying do it this way because that's exactly what he wants that player to do. And the coach knows that if the player will do it that way, that he will be successful more times than not. And Paul is saying the same thing here. Watch me. Listen to me. And he's saying, mimic my attitudes. Paul's attitude was what? Number one, to love Christ. Number two, to love people. Number three, was to share the gospel. His attitude was to be accepting and loving even of the Gentiles. His attitude was to be there for those who were hurting and in need. His attitude was that, that God loved everybody and God wanted to use him to get the gospel out to everybody. Paul said, you can watch me. You can, you can see my attitude and know what my attitude is. And I want your attitude to be like my attitude. I want you to think the same way. I want you to believe the same way. So he said, mimic my attitudes, a sense of exactness, but also mimic his actions. See, Paul didn't just have good attitudes. He had good actions. Attitude is important. We all need a good attitude. Have you ever heard that so-and-so needs an attitude adjustment? Have you ever said that about someone? They, they need an attitude adjustment? Has someone ever said about you, you need an attitude adjustment? Yeah, we, we all need an attitude adjustment from time to time. Man, in, in marriage, there's a lot of attitude adjustment that takes place in those first few years. Isn't that right, Rhonda? A lot of attitude adjustments that have to take place. Yeah, are are y'all still adjusting? Are y'all still getting attitudes adjusted? I, I mean, uh, Danny, has your attitude been adjusted yet? Just, just this morning. <laughs> So, so we understand getting our attitudes adjusted, but, but Paul is saying, don't just mimic my attitudes, but mimic my actions. Do as I do. If all we have is a good attitude, but we don't have good actions, then we're only halfway home. Our actions should follow our attitudes. And Paul's actions followed his attitude. His attitude towards, towards Christ Towards the, the Gentiles, his, his actions followed 
pursuit. He, he preached to the Gentiles. He reached out to the Gentiles. He shared the gospel. He's saying, I want you to mimic me. I want you to practice not just my attitude, but my actions also. I want you to be like me. So that's the command that he gave. In the second part of this verse, we find the peace that Paul guarantees. That's the second point of this. He says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. Do a sense of exactness of what I have done. And when we do so, the God of peace will be with you. Peace is that elusive feeling that people are searching for today. People have looked for peace as long as there have been people. And we look for peace in all ways and actions and thoughts and deeds. And sometimes some of them will bring peace temporarily and sometimes they don't bring any peace at all. But we, we keep looking for that peace, trying to find that peace. And Paul is saying here, and he's speaking to the believer, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. The, the source of true peace is God. And that's what Paul says, that the God of peace will be with you. The, the world peace uh as long as i can remember there, there have been uh actions taken to bring peace to the middle east has there been any peace in the middle east as the believer do you think there will ever be peace in the middle east until christ's return there's not going to be any peace in the middle east only god can bring peace and god and, and all that's going on over there, he knows the hatred, and he knows the source of all of it, and he knows the beginning of all of it, but he also knows the end of all of it. And he's the only one who can actually give peace in that situation or in your situation. We, we like to think about God peace in these big issues and God bring peace to America. Man, wouldn't it be great to have a peaceful America again? I, I don't know what we would do if it was really peaceful again in America. We, we, we talk about peace on the grand scale, but I'm glad that God brings peace on the small scale. Peace to us. When the money is short, when the health is bad, when the relationships are, are, are all messed up, when things are going wrong, He can yet bring peace to us and give us peace. The source of peace is God. The sureness of peace Look at what he said again. Practice these things and the God of peace, what? May be with you? Could be with you? Will be with you. In the King James, it says shall be with you. Whether it shall or will, both means the very same thing. It, it means that it is sure. If we will mimic the life of Paul, if our attitudes and our actions are like His, God will provide peace for us. That is a sure definite. Not many things in this world are definite. Uh, we, we, we like to talk about what we know for sure. 
Do you know what I know for sure? It's about that much. It's very little. But I know for sure that God is a source of peace and that God will give peace when we're living for him and being obedient to him even as Paul was to him. But what about the sweetness of this peace? What makes it so sweet? He says, the God of peace will be with you. That's sweet. That God's peace will be with little old me, a nobody from nowhere, not deserving, no way to earn it, but God will yet give me Does that sound sweet? When you read this verse of Scripture, as you understand it, that God will give you peace. I know God will give peace to other people. I I understand that. But for me to understand that God is going to give me peace, wow. That's something major. That peace will come to me. That is sweet sounding for way too long we have lived by the old saying don't do as i do but rather do as i say have you ever heard that have you ever said that parents raise children that way don't do as i do do as i say do it and we think that as adults and as believers, we can still say the same thing. Don't do as I do, but do as I say. That, that other old saying, actions speak louder than words. It's very true. Our actions will speak louder than words. We, we have got to get past this and boldly say with the Apostle Paul, live like me. Live like me? Yes. I want you to live like me. Here's where it gets real personal. If others live like us, they read their Bible regularly. If others lived like us, would they be people of prayer? If others lived like us, would they lead their family to faith in Christ? If others lived like us, would their language be sweet and loving? If others lived like us, would their activities be clean and wholesome? If others lived like us, would they have compassion for others? If your friends, your family members, your co-workers, your neighbors, if they were live exactly like you what would they look and what would they do can we boldly say with Paul I'm going to practice what I do so that you can have the peace of God if we can't say that then we need to check up and get right with God. We we should live so much like Him that when we say live like me, we're really saying live like Christ. That's what Paul was saying. 
Paul's not boasting in his flesh. Paul was boasting in what the Holy Spirit of God had allowed him to do and how the Holy Spirit of God indwelled him and how the Holy Spirit of God used him. And Paul was saying, be like me and allow the Holy Spirit of God to do the same work in you that God has done in me. That's not boasting and prideful. That's recognizing that others have the privilege and the opportunity to live the same way that we do. A worthy example. Are you a worthy example? Do you set the right example in front of family, friends, co-workers, even strangers? Do we set that example? If not, today would be a great day to ask for forgiveness and say, Lord Jesus, help me to live out Philippians 4 and 9. Help me to say to others, practice what I do, knowing that you will bless them. Heads bowed and all eyes closed.